Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It's eight minutes after the hour, and Joe Gilbert is on board. Uh, his executive training gives you more than just the training you need to get your permit. It goes way beyond that in teaching you how to defend yourself under certain circumstances. And right now, I can hear Scott Van Kirk dismantling. Put the springs back in the gun, please. I'm not taking apart. I'm just looking. Uh, Larry, Larry Wayland is with us from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. Brown Station location, yeah. And the, and the disassembler, here, disassembler here is Scott Van Kirk, former law enforcement and also a firearms trainer. Uh, before we get into uh, the, uh, the, in fact, we'll just give Scott a second or two to get the gun back together. Uh, got a, a post on Facebook says, "Good morning." Was planning a long trip to the west next month, and planning on taking a handgun. What is the best resource to learn about various state laws regarding possession of handguns in each state? Thanks, love the show, Rich. Bye. Uh, let me uh, put that one back in there, Scott. No, yeah. okay. that was extra. You know when you get something put back together and you get extra parts, but it still yeah. works. Lighter and faster. All right. So uh, with that in mind, uh, Joe. Oh, what's good the lord! Um, I tell you, the first thing uh, we we recommend to everyone when they travel, uh, if you do the concealed carry course here, we talk about the statutes that are. Uh, relevant in Missouri. If you travel, you need to check with the Attorney's General Office and the State Police for every state. And and you can't count on USCCA or NRA or any blog site or any website because they're, they're not going to jail if, if they're wrong. So you need to do your own due diligence. But the overall use of force, the best reference out there is called um, The Law of Self-Defense by Andrew Bronca, and it's in its third edition, and it has the laws on use of deadly force and force in every state and case law supporting it. So it's the law of self-defense by Andrew Bronca. Uh, is there a website that people can go to that they can at least get a handle on? Uh, I'll jump in on this one, and I, I and I will echo what Joe said. The only thing that I will throw in there is I would send you not telling you that it's gospel or to rely on it. I would send you to handgunlaw.us as a starting point just so you can read a quick summary of what they say and there's no guarantee that what they say is 100 percent accurate what they say and then from there go to your state police or your attorney general's office websites for each one of the states and do further research but you cannot as joe said you cannot depend on one site there's what's what's their what's their downside if they're not right I, I guarantee yeah, you that yeah, you'll find it. You'll find a disclaimer on that website said that this information is accurate to the best of our knowledge, and we we maintain no liability for yeah. any errors or inaccuracies. And I'll tell you that this will drive the point home. In the state of Missouri, if I see somebody, and I believe reasonably believe that they that the uh, this person is being attacked, is likely to suffer uh, serious bodily injury or death, I'm legally justified in using deadly force against the attacker. Now. If you go to another state, the laws aren't the same everywhere, and you do that, and then the person says, we've been married for 20 years. He beats me a lot, and we go home, and you know we, we make up. So um, I've been you know, now you're going to prison. I've been for, to that call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in Missouri, you can decide, well, they're under attack. In other states, the law's not the same. I mean, it's vital that you understand the law in every flipping state that you travel through. You know, even if you don't use your firearm, uh, you know, for instance, you 
you fly into New York and uh, <clears throat> you land at LaGuardia and you got to change planes. If your firearm is in your luggage, you dare not take your luggage by hand to the next airplane uh, because they will literally arrest you. Uh, it, it, it's it's really it can be tricky out there. So do your homework and I think, be safe. I think Chicago was doing that at O'Hare for a while too, a few years back. Yeah, you, if, if you let because you, you, po you took possession of it between airplanes, now you were in illegal possession and within the state, New York yeah. or yeah. Illinois. Illinois will even tell you if you carry your gun, you're legal with your gun in your car and in a hotel room. But if you carry, how, the, the question arises: How do you get from your car to your hotel room? Right. If you have to shoot somebody, how do you get from your car? How do you get from your hotel car to the hotel? So yeah, yeah, it's a screwy world. Which is why I never stop in Illinois. I had I, I make sure I've got enough gas, and I just right across. I didn't even get out of the car. Yeah, I have family in Indiana, and I go south to Kentucky and go over and come Kentucky's, back up. Kentucky's beautiful country. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's a nice drive. It really yeah. is. It's far nicer than southern Illinois. <laughs> a six-hour trip turns into a ten-hour trip, and it's worth it. That's okay. It's pretty. It's yeah, awful pretty. pretty. Yeah, pretty. it is. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Nathan says, uh, Scott Van Kirk saying, I'm just looking is like your parents saying... I was just resting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Nathan right. knows you well. Scott. He does. He's uh, a yeah. he's yeah. a uh, soon to be Air Force Intel weenies down at Lackland. Which see, I'm giving away all kinds of state secrets <laughs> about where you're at, Nate. And uh, he used to be what the you know he used to be the relative equivalent of someone who'd actually carry a gun in the Air Force. He was an SP or something like that. Um, but uh, <laughs> now he's going to be a, an Intel weenie, so he's looking at satellite photos or tapping my phone right now or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, so uh, what did you bring... What I brought in, um, this is the, what, what Scott's... I've, um, got the, I've got the H&K. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll let you do it, Scott, What's that say on the magazine right there? Uh, what's it say? Made in Germany. Excellent. All right, so what we're looking at here is a H&K uh, P30, which is what, Larry, what do you got on that, 835, Larry? Yeah. Okay, didn't yeah. have my glasses on. So that's it. <laughs> not, not, you know, that's, that's a good why value. you thought Larry was handsome. That's yeah. right. <laughs> right, he's just a blur. <laughs> just a rather, just kind of a pale, balding blur over there, yeah. <laughs> And a nice-looking vest. Yeah. He's got a silencer on that gun, Scott. I'd be careful. <laughs> so what Larry brought in was, and I haven't seen one for a while, and um, it, getting one back in my hands rekindles the question of why I had never bought yeah, one of these. Yeah. Why didn't you own that already? Why do I not own one of these already? Um, is the HKP-30. Uh, Mid-2000 design, um, sort of H&K's next generation after the USP series into polymer frame guns. It's a 9mm true double action, meaning, uh, you know, oftentimes commonly referred to as a double single, uh, with a decocker, no manual safety. And uh, this, the the big major change between the USP series and into the, the P30 series and later the VP9 um, and the HK45 is that you actually have these removable um, grip panels that allow you to change uh, and and sort of modify the grip um, into what you like it. Both the back strap and then the two side panels. Yeah, like the cheek plates, yeah, yeah, come off of it, so you can adjust the thickness yeah. of the magwell so it sits in the shooter's sits in hand. the hands. I mean, the, right now, uh, however, it came from the factory, which is probably with the mediums on it, um, fits my hand great. It's a 17 shot, nine millimeter, and it's approximately the size, maybe just a hair. Bigger than a Glock 19. Yeah. Yep. Uh, enlarged uh, trigger guard, which was a 
uh, hallmark of the USP series for shooting with gloved hands and things like that. The German style downward paddle uh, magazine release. Some people like them. I love them. Some people hate them. Um, and dual slide release. So dual slide lock. Great little gun. Comes with uh, H&K. We're sort of the first ones to come out with those sort of the glow-in-the-dark night sights. Yeah, uh, just a, a, a self-luminous self-luminous. They, instead of uh, instead of tritium. Instead so. of actually having a, a different source, they're, uh, they're self-luminous, meaning that they absorb, kind of like your watch does. It absorbs light from our, from the environment and what's what causes but them to But it doesn't absorb COVID. No, it doesn't. No, these, are, completely... these are German, and yeah. we know that the Germans' response to COVID has been superior to ours. Right. And thus, this weapon is superior it's... in the COVID arena yeah, as well. That's right. COVID-resistant, <laughs> COVID yeah. But, oh. but I tell you, I, I, again, I wonder why I don't own one of these. Well, we, we have adoption papers at Modern Arms. Oh, make know. it real easy for I you, know. Scott. I know. And I, get a, I get, and I have the option of buying a box of ammunition with it. Yes, you do. That's right. Because we do have ammo available right. for sale with each of the guns we have <laughs> which on the is, wall. Which is, I think, the way everyone is going yeah. um, right now because otherwise it, you're just selling them a club. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I get a piece of string so I can at least, you know, make a, uh, yeah, make, make a, a more effective tool out of it? Sure. All right, let's uh, let's grab a couple of phone calls here because we're falling behind there. Yeah, we are. Who are all uh, these people calling? Well, they're kind of interrupting the flow, aren't they? Well, it's, it's almost <laughs> like people are listening this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this usually, is broadcast. Usually, it's all this four guys sitting around talking. Yeah, yeah. Brian, don't let Scott Van Kirk back in the studio anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go grab a couple of phone calls here. We'll kick it off with uh, Les. Les, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, never judge a book by its cover. Larry is the most wonderful guy I've ever met. So knowledgeable. He's a great guy. You don't well, meet I'm a lot of people in, I the, <laughs> the U.S. Ninth uh, District of Appeals, they normally called the Ninth Cir Circus, the leftist most overturned uh, cir uh, circuit, has judged, a three-judge three panel has ruled that the California... Um, high capacity limits have been unconstitutional because most handgun standards now have uh, at least a 15 round. They dropped that to 10, and it is unconstitutional because it is not the norm standard. So this may go to the full court, but Trump has put 10 judges on the ninth U.S. District Court of Appeals. He has 10 judges. That court is being turned to the right. We should celebrate that and that uh, it will be appealed to the full court, but it's not going to be, be thrown down. Uh, good thing for uh, A2 rights. See you guys. That's Ooh, great news. Okay. I was aware of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a three-judge panel, two to one. Um, They'll go on bunk. That uh, they determined that the the uh, high-capacity mag, or we would refer to a standard-capacity mag um, ban in uh, California, is unconstitutional by the Second Amendment. The problem with it is, is it potentially will, if the if the state of California decides to push it, it'll then go up to the Supreme Court. Um, and additionally, there's an injunction in place uh, that's been that's been in place since 2017 that prevents the sale of the magazines regardless, even with this decision. So nothing has changed in the state of California. The decision came out. If it goes to the full court with Roberts on the court, flip a coin. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> once, once literally his friends yeah. happy. Flip you know, a coin. I was we were uh, planning on getting to this story, uh, but. 
you know, the, the sad fact is that Roberts has indicated he might vote with the left on other gun control issues. And now the rest of the, uh, uh, the constitutionalist uh, jurors are a little afraid to let any of these cases come forward. Uh, so Scott Van Kirk has nailed it with uh, with his well, response here. And the, and the last I read or last I heard is the California Attorney General's office hasn't made the decision whether they're going to press it further, appeal of the Ninth Circuit's decision, and I would look that they're going to delay that until November fourth. Yeah, and I would argue the uh, uh, they're going to go on bunk. It, it's it's just it's going to happen. That's how they're going to get there. Let's go to the phones, John. Welcome, glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Well, let's beat me to it. I'll just kind <clears> of <throat> say that we all should offer up a big round of applause for the Ninth Circuit. <clears throat> That's all I had to say. All righty. Thank you very much. You know, it seems to me that uh, the uh, the listeners are, <laughs> are, are directing the topics here, uh, but I think we've pretty much covered it now. Uh, what else you got there, Larry? Um, I've got a really neat revolver that shoots... Nine millimeter, thirty-eight, and three fifty-seven. Can I get th- can I get three boxes, of ammo with that? <laughs> <laughs> Is he taking it apart? Is Scott Van Kirk taking it apart? We'll come back find out about this next. That would be twenty-four hundred dollars for three boxes of ammo. Hey, welcome! Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It's twenty-six minutes after the hour. I am joined by Scott Van Kirk, former law enforcement. And also a, a firearms trainer, Larry Wayland, is in from Modern Arms. At the Brown Station location. And Joe Gilbert is in joegilbert.us, and that is where you will find courses that will teach you not just to carry the gun, not just to get the permit, but literally run through scenarios that might happen to you, something that's uh, really of invaluable knowledge. Um, whether you're in your car or your home, what to do under what circumstance, uh, definitely, definitely worth looking into. In the meantime, uh, Larry has uh, brought in uh, more than just one firearm. So if it's back together again, um, and I don't know how he would take apart revolvers, but these are. Oh, this you can use. be surprised. I've got no. a Swiss Army knife in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds like the Swiss Army knife of firearms. Do tell, Larry. Well, it, it's kind of a neat little gun. It's a, a three-inch ported um, seven-shot revolver, double action, um, with a nice adjustable rear sight, high-vis front sight. And because it is, uh, it ships with two different cylinders. Uh, it's equipped right now with the 357 cylinder. Uh, here it's snapping along nicely, um, but it has a quick change cylinder. So and it is quick too. Yeah, on the uh, on the side I of the see. frame, you can uh, uh, just open the cylinder and then press the button on the opposite side, uh, push the cylinder forward, and then you can install the nine millimeter cylinder and shoot nine millimeter, 38 or 357 through the same platform. It's a really neat design. Is the 9 also a 7-shot? It is a 7-shot. Nice. Um, and it can be shot with moon clips to make it easy to e- extract those rounds. Mm-hmm. Or it can be shot uh, without moon clips, which makes it very difficult to extract those rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can fire either way. So mm-hmm. it's a, a real versatile platform. It's a nice steel frame, weighted gun. It's, it's got good heft to it. So even the three fifty seven Magnum's not going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. But it would be just an ideal, you know, 7-shot, 9-millimeter. That's a great revolver. 
It really is, and it gives you two ammo options if in case you can score a box here and a box there. Yep. I mean, this is 38, 357, and 9mm. Yeah. So when I buy this, I have the option of buying a box of each one of those. So I get three boxes of ammo. You know, we, we actually would, would do that. Oh, see, Larry, you're such a guy. I know. You're not, I know. You're not just a pretty face. Oh, well, I am, <laughs> I am, I am a pretty face. <laughs> now Scott wants something. Larry's now just attractive. <laughs> I'm working on him all morning. But uh, that retail's brand new at 550 bucks. Ooh. That's, so, yeah. that's um, a heck of a price. Now, we've been yeah. moving through those. I think this is probably our last probably one. Probably the last one. And I won't be able to resupply any, you know, in the near future. I mean, it but, appears uh, appears to be a parkerized, uh, parkerized gun? I believe so, yeah. Black, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Finish. Which is nice, nice dull black finish with both of the cylinders that gives you the ammo um versatility three different calibers uh technically and um i, I tell you it's got a nice it's got a nice lock up to it mm-hmm. um the uh the, the uh, and the and the uh, cylinder gap is really really pretty tight and i'll be honest with you out of the box it does have a pretty good double action trigger. Got a good trigger, yeah. and, and you know, single far, action. It's going to be really nice. It's I mean, a as, nice as, light, as good or better than some um, what I would call higher end double yeah. action revolvers coming from the factory. Yeah, this is really actually a pretty nice revolver, and yeah. I like revolvers. I ain't got nothing wrong with a revolver. Uh, it keeps getting closer to his pocket. You see that? I see that every time. Yeah, he's got <laughs> I saw him hide behind his bag earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No real reason. Just because so I, I was looking for something. Yeah. I, was look, I was looking look, for my look, face mask. Looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, Larry comes in now with those anti-shoplifting tags to put on the uh, on the firearms yeah. so that the alarms go off if somebody walks out without them. I'll be honest with you. Um, jumping into a revolver platform, this this is and at that price point and the caliber options appears to be pretty well and built. The front sight's brilliant, brilliant front sight, and um, added benefit that this uh, that revolvers are realistically set up better for for dry fire practice than semi-automatic especially yeah. the striker fired stuff um you don't have to keep you don't have to you can just you can roll through a cylinder um and uh and do some decent practice with it because i mean let's face it we've we've moved outside the realm of live fire practice. yeah yeah dry, dry, dry fire is, is valid practice for yeah. sure so uh now are you going to be open at 10 sharp or? uh yeah uh, well i put, put a sign up yeah 1005 i'll drive <laughs> pretty quick getting over there yeah and, uh, he'll take that 15 mile trip in uh, four minutes and change <laughs> law enforcement be on the lookout he's driving well never mind, never mind yeah. all right uh we got an interesting uh, question from michael on facebook we'll explore it Next, on Gary on Gun. Hey, welcome. It is 35 minutes after the hour. Message here from uh, Andy. Uh, who do you keep talking about that offers CCW class? JoeGilbert.us. JoeGilbert.us. Uh, and uh, then we've got uh, a, a post from Michael Wayne. He says, any opinions on what people should do if this comes to your neighborhood? And the link is to a story uh, about police officers uh, who, who apparently uh, confronted a group uh, that were, you know, blocking off the streets and uh, threatening everybody. That and, and I mean, these people came up armed with uh, paint guns, rocks, uh, in order to avoid a repeat of uh, events that had happened earlier when this crowd came through a residential neighborhood to get to the police uh, union office. Uh, some members of the group began launching paintballs and other projectiles at officers. Due to the ongoing criminal behavior, an unlawful assembly was declared. Public address announcements were made uh, to the group, notifying them that the gathering had been deemed an unlawful assembly. They were fortunate a lot of law enforcement were in that neighborhood. But what do you do 
if this happens in your neighborhood. Uh, so uh, we'll go to uh, Joe Gilbert, uh, who is on board with us, uh, and Scott Van Kirk and Larry Whalen from Modern Arms. We'll start with Joe. Joe, the maddening crowd is rushing your neighborhood. They're armed uh, with shields, uh, gas masks, and uh, they're threatening anything that gets in their way. What's the first thing you would recommend residents do? Yep. Wrong button. Hide. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they see you, you were hiding. No one could hear yeah. you. <laughs> it's, um, you know, there's a legal principle, and it's known as preclusion. And um, unfortunately, we're required to do everything we can to preclude the event from happening. And it sounds, you know, it, it's actually the most responsible thing to do because our first responsibility is to our family. And if you end up in prison, in jail, bankrupt, broke, your kids don't go to school, you don't eat, you lose your home, you're screwed. Or dead. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, fortify your home, secure your home. And, you know, if they start throwing Molotov cocktails, you know, um, then, you can, then you can use force. If they try to break it, actually, you're entering into your home, you can use deadly force. But be very, very cautious. Uh, don't go outside. Don't wave a gun. Yeah. We don't want to be the mouthpiece that's on the news because you will not be looked upon favorably. And and I've, I've we've talked about this before when I've been on the show, Gary. I bring I, I you know I, I reference the a couple of attorneys over in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Regardless of how that turns out to their benefit or not, you don't want to be them. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be the public face. Um, you don't want to be the individuals. And I'm sure from a financial standpoint, they're going to be okay based on where they live. But um, I know that I wouldn't be if I had to mount that type of defense for that much money. Um, I'll echo what Joe said, and that is you hide. Uh, you strong point your residence because you're really responsible only for yourself and for the individuals that are within your care and protection, your, your uh, family and so forth. Um, you are seeing nationwide where some neighborhoods, mainly suburban neighborhoods, or those that uh, that strictly just write a butt into some of the more uh, contentious areas in the urban areas and stuff like that, where they're forming neighborhood watches and things like that. They've even been known on occasion to block off their streets with uh, personal vehicles and things like that. It's something to consider, but at the end of the day, you're still falling back if those measures don't work. You're notifying law enforcement and um, you're, you, you, you wait for the trouble to come to you. Yeah, From you a legal standpoint, you wait for the trouble to come to you. You right. don't want to step outside and make yourself a target. Uh, you know, if there's a maddening throng <clears throat> coming at you and you don't know who's got the firearm and who's going to shoot, and you can't respond uh, accurately, you really should just stay inside. Yeah, imagine, uh, <laughs> imagine you're a physician. And you step outside your home and you protect it, and it makes the news. These people have no no limits. Now they start protesting outside the university hospital. They start protesting outside your law firm. You think that they're going to tolerate the the hospital or a law firm being destroyed and losing business? No, you're going to be out of work. You're going to be unemployed, and then the, the problems get worse from there. I mean, there is no good to come from this stuff. Um, I say, you know, preclusion. You do not want to be those people. You don't don't be that guy. Nope. Yep. yep. Rusty uh, asks on Facebook. So, how much would a box of nine millimeter, thirty eight, and three fifty seven run? Asking, he says, for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. With the pur with the purchase of the firearm. With the purchase yeah. of the gun. Um, 
I, I don't remember the, the tag on each of those. I, I think it's in the 20 to $25 Retail. range Retail. Uh, for each of those. Yeah. Um, um, by themselves, $1,500. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I don't have a lot. We do have 223 ammunition available, though. I've got um, factory remanufactured 55 grain and 62 grain 223 that's available at Modern Arms, and they're $47.50 for a 100-round box. Um, last night we uh, closed up. We had some forty-five caliber, hundred round boxes. I believe they're forty-eight dollars a hundred. We also have some forty Smith and Wesson um, ball ammo, hundred round boxes. And I'm thinking it's in the. We have forty Smith and Wesson in hundred round boxes. I don't remember the price. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you don't remember everything in your store? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, what I had for breakfast yesterday. But if here. you, but if you just want the, if you just come in and you want a box of thirty eight, a box of three fifty seven, and a box of nine millimeter, I, it's fifteen hundred dollars, and you get a revolver. And you it. get a revolver. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after you pass the background check, it all goes through. Yeah. Throw in the gun. All right. Let's grab some phone calls here. Uh, Larry is on the uh, on with us this morning. Had marchers in his neighborhood. Larry, where where were you? I, I literally just live not too far off of Blue Ridge, and about two and a half weeks ago, one evening, I saw this throng of people come around in front of my house, literally screaming, "Whose street? Our street!" You know, hands up, don't shoot, Black Lives Matter, the whole nine yards, and so I. I was curious whether you've heard of this happening anyplace else in Columbia besides downtown. Um, and I just kind of want it to be known that, you know, reaching out to the my city officials, uh, the Columbia Police Department, that's been basically nothing. Nobody has ever, ever contacted me after I reached out to all those people. So it, well, was, a, it was kind of a startling experience because um, it, it happens very, very quickly. And uh, I would just, I kind of want it out there, and I'm kind of curious if anybody's heard about it happening anyplace else in Columbia, um, you know, in the, in the recent past. I have, right. I have not. And that, that's interesting that that goes mute, but uh, nor, you know, nor have I. You had mentioned body cams earlier, Joe. Right. Running running video of this stuff, just as, as the yeah. uh, well, militants do, is, is very valuable well, because it gets the other side right. of the story and, and an I easy like. way to share it. And if the media turns a blind eye to it, um, you know, we, we can use those social networks to share that video and have some true data out well, there. And that's my wife started to videotape, and for some reason she hit the wrong button or something. <laughs> Sounds like I was um, running the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, so point, just, pointing a video I, camera at those people is inflammatory. Making eye well, contact is inflammatory. I, yeah, you do, me, and, I, and I'm right on line with Joe on that one. You don't want to be the one out there with your phone, phone filming what they do, but with a body cam... And an economical body cam, not only do you now have both your hands free yes. to do things if they need to be done, um, but additionally, the, it tends to go unnoticed yeah. as long as there's not something on the front of it that indicates that yeah. it's on. Well, like I said, I was curious, and maybe somebody listening, you know, saw it someplace else in town, but the, the response from our elected officials in this town is beyond disheartening. Yeah. Well, you know, as long as you're wearing a mask, you're okay. Well, yeah, you're you got to wear a mask. That's, well, no, 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 no. If you're protesting, you don't have to wear a no, mask. No, no, no. COVID-19 but, but doesn't if, spread. If this guy's in his house, he's got to wear a mask, damn it. If, yeah. 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 if he's got friends over. With that said, one last comment. You know, what they've allowed those people to do downtown 
And I don't know whether they're still doing it or not, but basically marching through the street, blocking traffic as they will, I mean, it has done nothing but embolden people. And I don't think the police department's taken the proper attitude. Well, and and I'm not going to I'm not going to say anything negative about the Columbia Police Department because especially under their current administration, I've found them to be a a, a a very good law enforcement agency. But in regards to your city government, I say that as a county resident, um, you probably need to gather um, people of like minded uh, views to yourself and try and change the politics in Columbia. Unfortunately, uh, I will move out of Columbia before that ever happens. Well, that's also an option. We would welcome you in northern Boone County. Yeah. All nice right. place to go. Larry, thank you for the call, buddy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Ken's got a question. We're going to get to Ken's question in about uh, three minutes. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 55.050 minutes after the hour. And, and uh, Larry, <coughs> excuse me, Larry Whalen. You okay? No, Take I'm not. From Take Modern it. Arms at the Brown Station. Brown okay, Station. and I got okay. you, Gary. Thank no you very problem. Much. All right. Scott Van Kirk on board. Uh, smart aleck that he is. Take, uh, your, take your temperature. Former law enforcement wife. <laughs> you take it. I want to keep it for myself. Scott Van Kirk, former law enforcement officer and uh, 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 concealed carry uh, trainer, and also on board job uh, Joe Gilbert from JoeGilbert.us. And Joe, you know, I was wondering where do you think you could get a silencer uh, twenty-two warlock uh, for your uh, for your handgun and. I would Somebody. I would talk to Larry over at the Brown Station location. You know, we sell silencers, Gary. And that's no. uh, Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. When yeah. did you start doing that? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's fun to shoot quiet. Um you know, several years ago we partnered with a company out of Texas named Silencer Shop. They are a uh, direct-to-consumer retailer as well as our wholesale partner uh that helps us with all of our NFA transfers. It makes makes silencers simple. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of intimidating paperwork and things like that, and a lot of horror stories about the process. As long as you're patient, it's very, very simple, and we can guide you through that there at the store. The um, the customer input, the the burden is eight to eight to twelve minutes to do all of your input. Um, we have a digital kiosk. We can do your fingerprints, your photos, and on that, you'll answer all your qualifying questions to draft the forms. Silencer shops will draft those forms and email them to to the customer. Customer will sign them digitally. Then the eight to twelve month approval time is really the the big the big uh, stumbling block for a lot of customers. They just don't want to wait that long. Yeah, but uh, if you'd started eight months ago, oh yeah, well, you'd have it yeah. now. And yeah, especially you know, I'm, as yeah. I'm getting older and older, every year goes faster and faster. It's like I'm getting a discount on the time. So it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, year, yeah. Which, which normally you'd be all for. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now the silencers are federally regulated. They they do uh, require a two hundred dollar tax payment. For the transfer um, uh, paperwork, so there, you know, it, it's a fun, fun thing to have. They're they're a lot of fun for shooting squirrels. I love hunting with a little twenty two can. They can fit on rifles or pistols, and um, it's fun to shoot quiet. We can help folks silence most any of the firearms they own. All right. Well, I'm glad I threw that curveball at you. And- you know, I know you didn't expect that. No, I didn't. I'm, no. I, I'm right out of the blue. Thanks, man. No, well, yeah, the ammo shortage just silenced a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we could just get something like that for Scott. <laughs> I was, I was going to tell Larry that earlier this week I was shooting a, what would be a short-barreled 5.56. Five, and uh, 
Boy, I was wishing I had a suppressor. It, 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 it sure makes it fun, especially on those short-barreled um, high-velocity rounds. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can tame that down considerably. Let's go to the phones here. We got uh, Ken on the line with a question. Ken, welcome to Gary on Guns. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you, guys. Uh, I've got a, a Glock 42, and uh, I've got a problem with the, the the space between the bottom of the trigger and the trigger guard is so is so uh, small that it pinches uh, my trigger finger. Uh, is there? Can you get a, a different trigger or have that trigger, uh, you know, shortened up some? Or, well, can we shorten your finger? Uh, no, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's out of the question. Never mind. Um, I've done that on a couple. <laughs> yeah, the uh, there are replacement triggers you can buy for those. Um, a lot Maybe. of times, you know, if, if we can modify the, if we're able to modify where we're placing our finger on that say. trigger, uh, that can be uh, eliminated. Now, some people don't have that ability. You know, you've got, uh, you know, the, the structure that you've got, the, you know, um, some people's fingers will naturally sweep across the bottom of that trigger guard. Uh, wow. if we're able to get that finger placed higher on the trigger, um, that, that will alleviate it. But if that's not going to be compatible with, with your shooting, um, grip and, and stance and and bio biomechanics um there are some other triggers that can be replaced on there um that could help with that but we're still the spacing between the bottom of the trigger mm. and that trigger guard probably isn't going to change significantly with a different I, brand of trigger right. i and i'll just echo what larry's saying i that first and foremost would be would be finger placement on the trigger or the actual technique the manner in which you're shooting the firearm um would be what we would first try um and then after that i don't know i i i'm trying to think if maybe f something of something of a flatter trigger uh, might, yeah flatter if, trigger is probably um, where i would go a apex, apex um, agency yeah are a couple of brands that, that sell uh, a flat face trigger that might that might help with that might might not help might might not the problem being is is that you won't really know until after you try it so that's yeah. why we always say First thing that we try to deal with, rather than changing the gun, is changing the person a little bit. Yeah, it's I'll, really just smoothing yeah. something out. Yeah. And the um, uh, other thing is, I'm a Glock armor, and I'll tell you right now, if you were to change that trigger and then send that gun to Glock for some reason, it's not coming back to you until you pay them to put a Glock trigger back in. Yeah. If mm. you use that gun in self-defense, we're not talking on the criminal side. We're talking on the civil side, which is where they're going to come after you, your homeowner's insurance, and shoot them yeah, in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. What makes you know better than the factory? So Santa Baines versus Tom Bell, Texas, is a great little story to read. The danger about the dangers of changing the trigger on a gun that you use for defense. Okay. So, uh, okay, Larry, work on your technique or buy another gun. Okay, yep. Larry, if I bring it in unloaded, uh, can you give me some tips on it? Oh yeah, swing by. We've got um, got staff that can guide you through. Um, you know those type of things. Happy to help. Okay. I'd be right. in there sometime, man. Thank you. All right, thanks, Ken. Thank you. Just look for the guy that resembles Elmer Fudd and <laughs> ask, ask, ask for Fudd himself. Ask for the <laughs> ask for the handsome Fudd, Master Fudd. That's Master Fudd. At the, oh, Brown, at the Brown Station I, location, I if somebody doesn't walk into Modern Arms, <laughs> if somebody Fudder. doesn't walk into Modern Arms today and call him Elmer, I'll be so <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Oh Lord! Rabbit season. Oh, you'd be very, very quiet. All right, I uh, I'm fast running out of time. I've got about roughly one minute left, uh, and I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, VP candidate has argued that the Second Amendment isn't for individuals at all. Uh, she is so so anti-gun that in 2008 
uh, she filed an amicus brief uh, arguing that you know the Heller case uh, decision was wrong. She 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 just thought, no, you got to be a member of a, a, a militia in order to have the right to own uh, guns. And she thinks that legislatively they don't have to go after guns. She can just use an executive order. Well, let's face it. That's she's she's laid out her policy um, as president because you you have to have been asleep for the last two years not to realize that she's going to be the president within a year to eighteen months if Joe Biden wins the election. Well, if you've been asleep for the last two years, you are Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> hiding, out, uh, hiding out in the basement with my double barrel shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy uh, Uncle Joe. All right. So um, if you're interested in uh, suppressors or you're interested in that fabulous uh, revolver uh, that shoots three different uh, size rounds, you got to get over to Modern Arms At right away. At the Brown away. Station location. Yeah, yeah because uh, he's got just one left. And he's carrying it with him. Many thanks to Scott Van Kirk for being on board with us today, as well as Joe Gilbert, joegilbert.us. Thanks, guys. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.